You're listening to the Third Down Squad Podcast, the best international news podcast for the National Football League. We're your hosts, Derek, Josh, and Toby. Let's get you ready for a new set of downs on Sunday. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Third Down Squad Podcast. I'm your co-host, Derek, and there's Toby, and there's Josh. We're all here today to talk some more free agency, some potential upcoming draft moves, and obviously we're going to hear Josh's Mock Draft 3.0. We are about three weeks now, actually. Uh, Yesterday was the three-week mark to the NFL Draft. Uh, Certainly excited for that one, even though it is seeming more and more likely that uh, Josh, Chase, and I are not going to be able to we may or may not be able to do it together for the first time in four or five years, which is sad, but we'll probably figure something out. Um, stupid state governments trying to shut down our states. Anyway, um, time to get into some draft moves here, potential draft moves. Obviously, a lot of talk has shifted to Tua Tagovailoa. Now, Tua, obviously, everyone has been known about his injury history. He actually just went back to a doctor and to get an update on his hip, which he had surgery on uh, in the middle of last season. And apparently they say the words are encouraging and it shows that he has uh, little to no uh, limitations at all right now, which is definitely nice uh, for his draft stock. Now, a lot of people have been mentioning how uh, Tua Tagovailoa could potentially be the number two pick to the Washington Redskins if indeed the uh, the Bengals end up going with Joe Burrow or Chase Young. Uh, Toby, we'll start with you on this one. If the Redskins do decide to pull the trigger on Tua, would that be a good move or would it be a bad idea for them to br- bring him in with what they got in Dwayne Haskins already? Um, yeah, I, I think it's more of the latter um, because, um, as you said, they already have Dwayne Haskins and they already spent a high draft pick on him last year. So to spend another a high first-round pick in this year's draft with the second overall pick this year on another quarterback, um, I I don't like it, especially with Dwayne Haskins only playing uh, limited games last year. Uh, I think it wasn't. Was it eight games or nine games that he started for the for the Redskins last year? Um, I, think it was, so, I think it was seven or eight. So yeah, something around there. Uh, but so you have only uh, limited experience, or you have only seen limited uh, games of Dwayne Haskins last year, and what he can do for the team, and with only a limited uh, receiving core as well. So. Um, it, it, it would not really fit to draft another quarterback that soon after Dwayne Haskins when you haven't actually had enough time to evaluate how good uh, your future quarterback that you drafted last year actually is. Um, so um, especially with a guy like a Chase Young who is supposed to be a, a generational talent and on defense like a the two Bosa brothers out of uh, Ohio State um, there's definitely better options there than Tua. Josh, what are you thinking about this situation? If the Jaguars weren't a team, we'd all know the Redskins would be the worst team in the NFL, both from a playing standpoint and from an ownership and running standpoint. So 
if they don't take Chase Young, they just show that they're falling in the same trap that the Jaguars have of just constant rebuilding and not getting anywhere. And you could build around Dwayne Haskins. He can show you how. You just got to give him the time. And to give up on him just like that, he's going to turn to Josh Rosen, you know? Drafted to help save a franchise and then just giving up on it the next possible turn because that coach that drafted him isn't there anymore. And I think that this is all more about seeing if anybody will be willing to trade up for that second-round pick, you know, to get to a – like trying to get the Dolphins to to bite, you know? But I don't think any other team is going to bite, and they're still going to just take Chase Young because that's the smartest decision they could possibly make at this very moment under the Daniel Snyder regime. Yeah, Josh, you, you kind of mentioned some good points with how um... – the coaching staff, a lot of the coaching staff from last year is not there anymore. Let's not forget when they drafted Dwayne Haskins last year, the owner obviously had the biggest say in that. And it was reported that Jay Gruden and their coaching staff did not want to draft Dwayne Haskins at 15 and were very unhappy with that decision. And it was reported that they really didn't do much to kind of help to further his development. And that's all true. Dwayne Haskins was brought in by an owner and a GM that wanted to have that quarterback for the future, but the coaching staff did not want that, and they hindered his development. And first, Tate kind of brought up a lot of good points with, you know, this number two pick. They they already said how you already have a question in Dwayne Haskins on how good is he going to be for the future. We don't know yet. Obviously, we saw Kyler Murray, but obviously Kyler Murray had more full support for of the coaching staff and everyone trying to help him develop and the Redskins really did not and so you have one question mark on Dwayne Haskins why are you going to bring in another question mark and a quarterback who's had a long injury history and it just doesn't seem like it's worth the risk why why do that the two most important positions in football or three most important positions. You have quarterback, you have offensive tackle, and you have a defensive lineman. Those guys. Those are the three most important positions. Chase Young fits everything you want in a player right now. He could go into next season and possibly be rookie of the year, maybe even defensive player of the year. That's how good this kid actually is. You have to just take the smart decision here and know... If Dwayne Haskins doesn't develop over the next two years, then then you can move on. But it, it it's it's such American society, and I know that Toby has uh, understanding of this. It's such an American society thing to want to have everything work right now. It has to work now. It can't. They don't. Coaches don't want to do their job and develop these players and understand that not. Not every quarterback that became a Hall of Famer was a one-year, one-and-done prospect. You know the two of the greatest quarterbacks that ever played this game of football? Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. Which one of them at the in their first year of being quarterback was an All-Pro? Which one of them? No. Peyton Manning, his first season, led the league in interceptions. You think the Colts should have just tossed him after that? No. And Tom Brady didn't even start for several years. And look at where he, what he became. 
it, it's just so difficult for people for me to just wrap my head around the fact that these coaches just need to look at recent history. Look at the greatest quarterbacks that have ever played this game. How many of them in their first year when they come in lit the league on fire? Not many do that, and not and most quarterbacks don't do that and sustain longevity. They don't. So give Dwayne Haskins a little more time. Build that roster. You have bigger issues than just your quarterback. A quarterback's not going to fix that team. Their, their whole team needs to get fixed and then getting the quarterback. All right, so we're going to move on from Tua to Joe Burrow. So obviously most can assume that Joe Burrow is going to be the number one pick. Well, there's alongside of the Cincinnati Bengals and a few other teams, there's one team that has reached out to the Bengals to try with a potential trade, and that is the Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins were very active in free agency, filling a lot of different gaps, and they are now just in need of their franchise quarterback. So, Josh, we'll start with you on this one. Should the Dolphins trade up to get Joe Burrow with what they've done in free agency, or should they just wait and hold off on their draft picks and try and get somebody else? I think we had this conversation a couple like months back, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, I think they should just hold on to their picks. They have three first round picks. Not that many teams can say that. And it just, and I know they filled up a lot of their needs throughout free agency and all, but you can also kind of change this one into a building for depth, you know, but I understand the need to getting a quarterback for that franchise. I mean, you can, but it's just is one quarterback worth three draft pick first round draft picks? You gotta kinda like think about that. And you got it and you should probably say no because either way you're gonna get a top quarterback prospect, whether that be Tua or Justin Herbert or Jordan Love. I mean, you can p- take your pick. You know, there's gonna be a lot of them falling to you either way because uh depending on if Tua goes to the Redskins or not, which I don't think he will, means that you can get Tua Tagovailoa at five, build around him, get him some, uh, like, an offensive lineman and possibly another defensive player in the draft. Or you could, if Tua goes to the Redskins, you could still grab Tua Tagovailoa. Or, no, sorry, I said that the wrong way. You could go more defensive if you wanted to if Tua was your guy through and through because you could probably get Jeff Okuda at the five pick because Chase Young might end up going to the Lions at uh or Giants at three or four so either way keep your draft picks Miami you're gonna get a top quarterback prospect anyway and uh to just throw them all into Joe Burrow it's kind of risky and I know Joe Burrow is an excellent quarterback in college and all that, but he's no Andrew Luck, you know, like going like out of college straight to the pro, just like that. Bam. Damn right. Starter like that, you know? So to all you Dolphins players, don't bite into the fact that you think that the Redskins are going to take two attack of Iola at two, because that's all this is just to stir the Dolphins up. Toby, what do you think on this potential situation? Uh, yeah, um, I'm totally agreeing with Josh. Um, uh, 
all he says is about uh, my opinion. Um, I think trading up to the number one spot is going to be really expensive with the hype surrounding Joe Burrow right now. Uh, and I, I believe Cincinnati wants uh, all three of those first-rounders uh, for Joe Burrow right now. Um, so um, if I'm the Dolphins GM or a head coach owner or whoever decides for the Dolphins, um, I, I'm not trading away um, at, even if they just want two of the first-rounders. I'm not trading away two first-rounders uh, to get Joe Burrow. Yeah, he had a, a phenomenal season uh, last year in college. But you got to remember, he had only one good season in college. All the other years were uh, mediocre at best. And uh, at the beginning of last year's college football season, he was supposed to be a fourth or fifth round quarterback in this year's draft. So, um, yeah, there's hype around him because of last year's season. But he's not the surefire pick that a lot of people make him out to do uh, to be for in the NFL. So, uh, trading away uh, two first rounders or even three. Uh, I wouldn't take that risk, and uh, as Josh already said, um, you're gonna get a quarterback at five or maybe even later in the first round anyway. In probably two is falling to you, and if you want, you can get uh, Herbert or even Love later in the first round. Well, ultimately, this decision bases off of how do you how do you value Joe Burr? Uh, do you value him that much higher? than that potential of getting a Tua or a Justin Herbert or Jordan Love. Well, here's the thing. If if I'm the Dolphins GM and I do value Joe Burrow to this extent of a level that which the media is hyping him up to be, then I, as the Dolphins GM, would definitely pull the plug to uh, take two first-rounders and a couple other picks later in the draft to get Joe Burrow. I, I would not mind that because I was opposed to this deal for the Dolphins before you saw what they've done in free agency. They made so many moves in free agency to the point where it makes me feel as if they have a better grip as a team now. They have much more positions filled that those first th- that those first rounders sometimes really wouldn't need as much. Here's the thing, if you can decide to get rid of the 5th pick, the 19th pick, and maybe a couple second rounders and a third rounder, you can still have that 26th pick. You could still get a good quality wide receiver, an offensive lineman, a running back, something like that. But it, it ultimately I've been saying it for so long, the Bengals should absolutely take that uh, whatever they get from the Dolphins to trade back because that's just what they need is more people and more draft picks. I mean, I'm not I'm not gonna say what the what the Bengals are asking for and if they are asking for all first rounders, a second and a third or something like that, something crazy, then obviously heck no. But if I'm the Dolphins and I hear, you know, we'll take your fifth, your nineteenth a second rounder and a third rounder in this year's draft. I'm all for the Dolphins uh, doing that to forfeit for Joe Burrow if that's what they believe is actually going to be good for their team. Just based off what they've done in free agency so far, they're lacking in very few positions now that they haven't improved already. All right, so now let's move on to our last thing here before we get into Josh's mock draft. 
uh, Sammy Watkins is now back with the Kansas City Chiefs. The Kansas City Chiefs have re returned 10 of their 11 starters on offense. This is practically going to be the same offense that it was last year. Uh, they saved $5 million in cap space by restructuring his deal. Uh, the two teams with the lowest amount of cap space going into today. The Kansas City Chiefs with $5,211,000. They had $200 in cap space two days ago. That's how desperate they are with cap space. And obviously New England is next with around $9 million. It's crazy to think that after this year, when Patrick Mahomes gets signed, because they're going to have to sign him, they're going to sign him to a $40 million a year contract. They are going to lose 60% of their roster because they don't have the cap space to bring everybody back. Josh is going somewhere. Um, Toby, we're going to start with you on this. Like, yeah. What's your reaction to the cap situation with Kansas City and just like how big of a danger are they? Um. I mean, it's going to be a huge problem for them next year if they uh, re-sign Patrick Mahomes, or I, I shouldn't say if, I should say when they re-sign Patrick Mahomes. But uh, as a Saints fan, I I know how it feels to be in a tight cap spot, um, and the Saints somehow managed to pull them out of uh, themselves out of it every damn time, so... I think if you have a good general manager who can uh, keep those uh, contracts uh, the right way to uh, lighten the load uh, for the first couple of years and kind of push them out to later on and kind of kick the can down the road for, I mean, I don't know how many years the Saints have done it with Drew Brees. I think it's been since they signed him. So if the Chief can do the same with Patrick Mahomes or some other players until they retire... Uh, I think they can still take advantage of the roster they have right now for the next maybe three or four years. And then uh, when people start to retire to to start and lighten the load with some rookies. Um, but with the, the amount of uh, great players they have on their roster and uh, like you said, the five million of cap space uh, that they have right now, I, I think they, they're in some real trouble in it's going to be a masterpiece of uh, economic science uh, to to achieve the contracts that they need to to keep at least part of their roster on. Josh, your reaction to the Kansas City Chiefs cap space situation? Well, considering the fact I'm wearing the Infinity Gauntlet means the fact that half that roster is going to get snapped out of existence. It's essentially the soul stone for the Kansas City Chiefs, where, uh, what did it cost you? And the Chiefs go, everything, just to keep one player. And I know he's an excellent player, but one player on that team. You know, they might have to get rid of Kelsey, Hill. Basically, you're going to just take everything away from this man just to throw $40 million at him. And basically what's going to happen is the self-destruction of the Kansas City Chiefs because they're going to want to keep Patrick Mahomes, but they don't have the cap space to do it properly. This is why you need a GM like Chris Ballard who knows 
the financial sciences of keeping a team together while uh, mm -hmm. keeping value. Because we could have overpaid Philip Rivers, you know, but a one-year $25 million deal is just fine. But to say that, the like, to get at least another Super Bowl out of it, some Chiefs fans will say it's worth it to lose, ha like, 60% of that roster just to get another Super Bowl. Well, good. You got two Super Bowls, and possibly you'll never get another one for the next 10 years. So it's time to start thinking and save your money, man. Because yeah. it's just not going to happen. There's, It's just you're asking way too much. And if it all depends on Dak Prescott. Let's just say that right now. Because they, I still don't think they that Dak Prescott has like signed a deal or anything like that right now. No, no, no. Whatever Dak gets is not going to impact what Patrick Mahomes gets. When you're talking about Dak's impact, you're talking about guys who are on the same level, roughly. Patrick Mahomes is here. Dak Prescott's down here. They're not on the same levels here. Dak Patrick is not Mahomes, even on the screen anymore. If you put no, not Mahomes even on the there. screen when it comes to when it comes to Mahomes. No, it. it hey, Mahomes, hey, look, there's Dak Prescott. He's out here. I don't know what he's doing in Bowling Green, Ohio, but that's how far off the list he is. Exactly. <laughs> it, it, he's not. It, you only talk about how numbers affect other guys when they're on the same level. This is not same level talk. Patrick Mahomes is getting forty million dollars at least over the next five years after this season's over whatever happens they say oh you know if patrick mahomes actually does kansas city chiefs a favor and says i'm gonna take you know 25 million a year 30 million a year that is that is very unselfish of him uh maybe ill-advised of him but uh it, it's whatever i'm not gonna tell the guy how much money he thinks he should take but um you know the chiefs you know the chiefs are gonna ask him for a discount you know they are because after this season they're not gonna have any cap they're gonna have cap but they're not gonna have enough to re-sign everybody and if they are gonna have to pay mahomes 35 40 million a year that's probably gonna cut their cap right in half that's probably the situation they're at right now you know what sucks about this what? Is that if they do it, they're helping out the other teams in the NFL because of all the talent they're going to let loose because of one player's contract. And, like, I get it that Patrick Mahomes is like a generational-type quarterback. But what's a quarterback without a team? You know, just a guy that stands up there and gets tackled. So just, just ask keep Andrew that in Luck. Mind. Yeah, just yeah. ask Andrew Luck. He knows no, that's, it. <laughs> that's without, yeah, that's an entire team. There's no front office help at all. There is nothing at all for that. All right. We've gotten through our topics. It, again, I know it's a short episode, but we just not a whole lot to really talk about unless you're diving really deep into free agency at this point. But we're going to go ahead and get into Josh's Mock Draft 3.0. Been very excited for this. One second. Let me get something just to ease the pain. <laughs> ease the pain. <laughs> He's getting himself mentally ready the ass whooping that we're about to give him yep. because of his terrible picks at the end of this. Yep. Um, I can't wait to give my next one because like 
Speaking of which, are we actually going to make me do a mock draft 4.0 since none no, of you guys can? Or No, we ne next week we don't have a, a mock draft, unfortunately. So this is the last individual uh, mock draft uh, we're having and then the live mock draft in two weeks. What you, you got see what there? You guys do? You got me to drinking a damn Smirnoff during this whole thing. I've come to talk with you again. <laughs> Go to fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right. First off, I'd like to shout out my cousin Ben for helping me with this one. I asked for help because of the last time. All so. Right. There's still going to be some players that are going to be like there from the third one, but not a lot. All right. All right. As long as you can make it better, I've said it before, you can't possibly make this any worse. All right. With the first pick, the Cincinnati Bengals select Isaiah Simmons, linebacker out of Clemson. Are you no, I'm just kidding. It's Joe Burrow. Okay, I was, <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna throw myself out of my window. Please continue. Quit. This is not April Fool's Day, Josh. This is not April Fool's Day. All right, that's it past. That was Wednesday. All right, Chase Young is going second to the Redskins as usual. Jeff Okuda to the Lions at the third. And this is where everything changes for me. With the fourth pick, the New York Giants select Isaiah Simmons. I think they're going to take Isaiah Simmons because he's just too much of a good talent to pass up on that early. With the fifth one, we explained it earlier, to a tag of Iola to the uh, Miami Dolphins. With the sixth pick, the Chargers take Justin Herbert, QB. You know him? He's good. With the seventh pick, uh, the Carolina Panthers select Derek Brown. Okay. I know we're kind of like stretching on that one, but I think that he's a necessary pick because they got their quarterback situation taken care of. And with the eighth one, I have Tristan Warfs going to the Arizona Cardinals. What do you think of that? Toby, you want to go first? All right, yeah. Um, um, yes, yeah, so far, um, I mean, Simmons for Giants is an interesting pick, but, I mean, the, the Giants, whatever they go with uh, in the top eight picks, if they pick a guy that is up on the draft boards, um, they can need him. Um, and, yeah, with uh, Brown... Uh, going to Carolina, I think if Simmons isn't there, he's the logical choice to go for them right now. Um, so yeah, starting off strong again. Let's see what the, what the rest of the mock draft holds. Uh. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, with number four, um, I I agree with Toby. It's an interesting one, but um, it does make sense. I mean, Isaiah Simmons is a phenomenal defensive player, and Lord knows the Giants definitely need help in any way they can get. Isaiah Simmons, that kind of guy. Um, I disagree with you in the sense that the Chargers or the the Panthers have their quarterback situation figured out. Or no, I guess I shouldn't say with Teddy Bridgewater, but yeah. Um, Derek Brown, you know, it, it, that does make sense. I don't know if I. I feel like they would probably go somewhere else with that pick, maybe. But again, I, I agree. Derek Brown being up there, I understand where you have him. Uh. I actually agree with Tristan Wirfs being the the tackle for the future with uh when it comes to the Arizona Cardinals just in the way they run their offense Tristan Wirfs is a lot more of a mobile guy it just it does make sense to me so 
through your first day, I, I agree with just about everything here. Yay, I'm not disappointing the parents. All right. <laughs> All right, All right. Well, you got nine through 16, bud. Let's see how this. All right, with the ninth overall pick, the struggling, and I mean struggling, Jacksonville Jaguars select CJ Henderson, cornerback. With yeah. the 10th pick, I got the Browns taking Jedrick Willis. And with the 11th, I have Mecky Becton going to the Giants, or the Jets, I should say. With the 13th pick, I have the Niners taking Jerry Judy. You mean you missed the you Raiders. missed twelve. You missed with the oh, Las yeah. Vegas sorry, Raiders. Sorry. All right, uh, I got them taking. This is a little bit controversial, so we like kind of talked about it, but we have them taking uh, C.D. Lamb before Jerry Judy, and I think it just comes down to more power over speed when it comes to those two. But yeah, like I said, the thirteenth pick, I got Jerry Judy going next to the Niners, help with uh, Garoppolo getting. Uh, more help but mm -hmm. the 14th i have the uh buccaneers taking andrew thomas you know him right derek yes <laughs> yes all right yes. with the 15th pick i have the uh broncos taking henry ruggs uh yeah you know and then the 16th i have the uh, falcons taking javon kinwa interior defensive lineman so, what do you think? All right. Um, C.J. Henderson, that's interesting. Um, definitely would not have put C.J. Henderson that high, but I kind of understand where you're going with it. They're, you know, they're pretty struggling with corner right now. So, if they think of C.J. Henderson as that much of a game changer, then I understand. I mean, they have that second, uh, they have that second first round pick. So they can afford to be a little, uh, a little bit strong with it if they feel that's what CJ is. Jedrick Wills makes sense to the Browns. Mackie Becton to the Jets does make sense, although I think they're going to go wide receiver instead. But then uh, CD Lamb, Jerry Judy makes sense both ways. I understand those. Andrew Thomas, that's a good one. Henry Ruggs to the Broncos definitely makes sense, and Kinlaw to to the uh, Falcons. You know, he's a defensive tackle, not a defensive end, but uh, Kinlaw is still a guy that can get pressure and helps your defensive line. So I agree with just about everything here again, Josh. Oh, my God. This <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> man's going to hyperventilate if we good things about his late mock draft. Well, that means that the more good you say, the more chance I have of disappointing you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Uh, yeah, um, I I completely agree with Derek here. Um, C.J. Anderson is definitely uh, pretty high at nine, um, but uh, I can't understand why you or why the Jags wouldn't wait till their second round or their second pick in the first round. Um, with the Raiders uh, still having two picks in between and with uh, the whole thing with Eli Apple not having a deal done with them. Um, I think they uh, would go cornerback with one of those picks. And, yeah, Mackie Beckton, um, I could see them him going with the Jets or the Jets going with him, rather. Um, but, like Derek said, I, uh, I think they'd go or lean more towards a wide receiver. 
All right, with the 17, the Cowboys take, and I am probably going to butcher this guy's name, Kavlon Ch- uh, Chasson, the edge rusher. Chasson, yeah. yeah. Chasson. All right, and then uh, with the 18th, I got the uh, Dolphins taking Xavier McKinney, the safety. With the 19th, this is where we finally I like decided on getting a cornerback for the Raiders with Jeff Glandy, you know. And then with the 20th, this is the Jacksonville Jaguars' second pick. We got Grant Delpit, safety for them as well. Because that back end, you could basically make the argument that the Jags need a lot of uh, change, you know. So it doesn't matter who they get. With the 21st pick, the Eagles select Justin Jefferson, the wide receiver out of LSU. And then with the 22nd pick, the Vikings select Christian Fulton, the cornerback out of... uh, you know, I, I sorry, you know, it's anyway, out of LSU. LSU, yeah. I just had the biggest brain fart. Like, I just stopped like thinking for like that brief <laughs> second. With the 23rd pick, the Patriots select Jordan Love. I doubt he falls that far, but with the needs of all the other teams in front, I think mm-hmm. it's a possibility that he falls to the Patriots. Mm-hmm. So, what do you think? Or um, you want me to go one more? You yeah, go, go one, one more with the Saints. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Toby, it's your favorite guy because we came to the same conclusion again and again, and we are not Saints fans, and we despise the Saints. <laughs> Kenneth Murray is going back to the Saints. I know what Toby's going to say, but there you go, Toby. Let me have it. Hold on. Let me just let me just do this. Don't get drunk, son. All right, go. Um, okay. Um, I'm, I'm going to start with that 24th pick and I'm giving my reaction through my soundboard. Disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, wait, how do you get that soundboard? I didn't know you had that. I didn't even know you had that. Come on. Yeah, no, no, no way the Saints are going with Murray there. Um, wide receiver or still a cornerback is, is still way further up. Uh, on on their needs list. Um, uh, the other picks, uh, you said love wouldn't fall that far for me. Love um, might not even go in the first round, so I could definitely see him going to the Patriots. Um, you got a nice little run at LSU players uh, before love. Um, I, I think Jacksonville, like you said, can definitely need some help on defense, but... Um, they might want to look at that defensive line as well. Uh, Las Vegas with the cornerback, um, I'd probably say to go in a with a different cornerback there. Um, but like I said, yeah, they definitely are going with a cornerback with one of those first rounders. And um, we still got McKinney to Miami um, safety. Um, probably not their biggest need. Uh, especially with a new quarterback. Um, but I could definitely see them going that way uh, as well. But uh, I'd say later in the draft. Uh, and, yeah, Dallas, uh, I could see Jason going there. All right, Josh. Here we go. So, 25 to 32. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, I'm yeah, not going to kill you here. All right. Chasen, I understand. Uh, at 17, that does make sense. 
Um, you're still higher on Xavier McKinney than I am. I'm not that high on Xavier McKinney, but again, I understand. And here's what I'm going to give you mad props. Okay. I'm going to give you mad props here. Cause I'm going to tell you something. Jeff Glanny, the cornerback is the fourth rated cornerback in uh, the draft right now. You know, who was the fourth rated defensive end that they chose last year? Clellan Farrell. So the Raiders have a very odd way of understanding how positions work. So this does sound like a Mike Mayock kind of pick to me. So I'm giving you mad props there, Josh, for going like the different direction here, because obviously there was a lot of other options they could have chosen, but they chose Clellan Farrell. Uh, Grant Delpit. See, now this would be good if you didn't have them picking CJ Henderson up number nine. If you didn't have them picking CJ Henderson at number nine, I could understand getting a Grant Delpit. I understand that. Uh, Justin Jefferson, good idea there. Uh, Christian Fulton, another good idea there. Um, Jordan Love at 23 makes actually a lot of sense to me um, with the way the quarterback market has kind of worked its way out in the top 10. It makes total sense to me that Jordan Love can fall this late. So that under, I understand that. And yeah, uh, Toby, you want to you wanna help me out with this one? Uh, can you help me again, please? Yep. Disgusting! Thank you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> really, uh, really not a good pick, but um, I know, you know you're I'm going to laugh. I know you're trying to troll Toby. I understand that, but like Three I said, consecutive. Any, those, those picks all make sense to me. Just a couple of guys that I just, except for the 24th pick. That pick I don't understand, but all the rest of these guys, except for maybe a few names that I would switch, I understand why you're going with it. So, there you go through 24. I haven't re uh, crucified you yet. Yay. Let's see how it is on the last eight. All right. All right. With the 25th pick, the Minnesota Vikings draft Zach Bond, the edge rusher. With the uh, 26th pick, the uh, Dolphins select Josh Jones, the offensive tackle. 27th, the uh, Seahawks select Yeter Grossmatos. Oh. Wait, wait, wait. 25 is... that that You said 26. You skipped 26. I said 26 was Josh Jones. Yeah. Yeah, Who Jones. was 25? 25 Bone. was Zach Bone. Okay. I, Bone. I don't know why. I must have missed that one. I don't know how I missed it. Huh, maybe my mic cut out or something. Maybe, or I might have missed something. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Right. My fault. 20, 27, the Seahawks have Yeter Gross Matos. The fantastic name. I love that last name. Yeah. You made that name so much better. <laughs> you made it so much better. Yeter Gross Matos. All right. With the 28th pick, the uh, Ravens. Now thinking about it, I got them taking Patrick Queen here. But I still think that with what Toby said about Kenneth Murray, <laughs> he could fall to the Ravens. <laughs> <laughs> every every time you hear the name Kenneth Murray, just hear disgusting. <laughs> you need to have that soundbite ready so that way when it happens yeah, and the he draft. goes there, yep. disgusting, disgusting, disgusting. All right, with the 29th pick, the Tennessee Titans select AJ Epinensa. With the 30th pick, 
Now, this is where we I kind of fell apart with the wide receivers because all the good ones are gone by the time like I can help you with understanding which one. <laughs> but we I guess got Denzel Mills going to the Packers. Okay. And uh Keep going. with the thirty first pick, the San Francisco 49ers select Noah. Oh my god, I'm gonna butcher this guy's last name. Igbino get hit? Oh gosh, I am you wanna, so You want to show me? You want to show me so I get <laughs> it? Talk yeah, about I'll show. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Alright. Eh, I think I got it. No, we gotta go back. No, you gotta go back. You gotta go... I wanna know, I wanna know who I'm dealing with. <laughs> Alright, I'll just tell you the uh, 32nd is the DeAndre Swift going to the uh, Chiefs. And DeAndre. But yeah. Let me hold on. Wait for it to. Oh, Noah Igab. Uh, I'm gonna call him Iggy. I'm not yeah. even gonna pronounce that name. I'm not even gonna pronounce. All I'm right. gonna say Noah Iggy. <laughs> All right. Um, DeAndre Swift. After that. Okay. Um. Twenty-five. Uh, through. 25 good one uh obviously uh 26 Josh Jones that's uh that's a good one a lot of people have him in that late first early second uh Yeter Gross Matos uh good pick there at 27 Patrick Queen 28 good one uh AJ Epinesa that's honestly a, a decent pick I think for the Tennessee Titans they're lacking an edge rusher uh so I definitely think that's a good idea uh, Denzel Mims. That's that's an interesting name, uh, and it's not a wrong name there either, Josh. Uh, Denzel Mims has been connected to that late first, early second by most people. Most people have Denzel Mims going at number thirty-four to Indianapolis, so that makes sense. Um, another name you could have met names you could have mentioned was Jalen Rager. Could have mentioned Lavisca Chenault. Uh, those are two guys that whose names you could have also mentioned in that first round, but Denzel Mims is still a uh, is still a good one. Uh, yeah, so that corner a- for San Francisco. Um, I think that's a good option. Uh, they definitely need to improve in their secondary. That's where I think Xavier McKinney might go. That's where I think they'll go. And DeAndre Swift. I feel like Kenneth Murray again at this spot at 32. Them needing a linebacker, I feel, he is said a better the better spot. But... He said the name. He said the name. Toby. Yes, yes, I know, but it, it, it's not. To... <laughs> Josh, I will say convincingly. Last The last time I did the mock draft, I will admit, like, my last six picks, I kind of just gave up. I'm not going to lie. But your mock draft... Um, besides like me trying to put my very best one together is right up there with some of the best ones that I could have came up with. I, yes, that's from my heart. Okay. It's from my heart. You did you and Ben or whoever helped you do this did a phenomenal job. I I liked this mock draft. I felt it was a much more informed and much better constructed mock draft. Toby, what did you think? Um, yeah, I, I got the, the same stuff for the last eight picks. I'm just, like Josh said, 
Um, gonna substitute the name Patrick Queen with a Kenneth Murray right there uh, for the Baltimore Ravens and call Patrick Queen to the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, like you said, a linebacker for the Chiefs uh, I think fits better right now. Um, but overall, other than that 24th pick, I, I'm totally with Derek. Uh, I think it's it's a pretty good mock draft. What are you going to do if the Saints actually draft Kenneth Murray? <laughs> yeah, uh, how is your actual reaction? What would your actual reaction be? My actual reaction? I, I don't know if that's going to happen. <laughs> I, that's... Discuss that! Discuss that! Discuss that! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I doubt they're going with a linebacker right there. Um, I, I yeah. know a lot of people say they have a needed linebacker. Um, sorry, but I don't see it. Um, there are they have a, other needs. Yeah, there are a lot bigger needs than linebacker right now. Um, but yeah. Josh, Josh, what are you what are you feeling right now, knowing that we didn't rip your heart out of your chest like we did last? It feels good. We didn't rip into there, snatch your heart and just rip it out. It wasn't like uh, it wasn't like Beerus, where he just stabs Goku right in the heart, <laughs> hand right back nope. out. Nope, this is a, probably the best mock draft I ever did. <laughs> you did very good, Josh. You did very good. Yep. All right, that's gonna do it for this podcast, guys. We certainly hope you enjoyed. Looks like that's gonna be the last mock draft that we do uh, before our actual live mock draft that we're going to be doing here in two weeks. Uh, glad we're able to send it on a good note with Josh's. Uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter at T3DS underscore NFL. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to follow us on Spotify. And as always, guys, peace. See ya. Later. Disgusting! Disgusting!